welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Catherine and Faye. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? How was your two-minute break we just had? I just checked Very my email. Good. <laughs> Pat Desi and then... Uh, Hell yeah, that's all you need in life. Faith and I are doing business together now, <laughs> talking right. about animals. Yep. Just emailing Desi? He thinks I'm going to feed him right now, and I'm not going to feed <laughs> yeah. him. Does Desi know words for food or just inflection? He knows tone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I also make a noise that I'm not going to make right now. I click <laughs> my tongue, okay. and he associates that with Okay. So if I said, Desi, do you want to eat? No, nothing. No, nothing. Today was the best day for my cat because I switched. I ran out of like the really expensive like good for her food that I'd had <laughs> and switched back to Meow Mix and she was like oh, yes that's McDonald's for them she refused to eat the fancy food until I like gave her a second feeding of like the canned food with yeah. the gravy on top of it oh. and I was like well we're poor so we're gonna finish this up <laughs> you, you know the last few years of my dog's life I was like he's gonna go eventually so yeah. I bought him the cheap cheap dry food but then I'd make in bulk the bullion cube like chicken stock mm-hmm. and I would pour that over that mm-hmm. and he thought it was amazing and I'm sure. like joke's on you I spent a penny a month <laughs> <laughs> well that's how I feel about him we're like it does he has so little in life and food is like <laughs> one of his great joys yeah. so he's a hefty gentleman yeah, and he died from broth now. poisoning but I don't blame me I'm right. joking <laughs> Uh, guys, you are listening to Light Trees and News. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. Here's how the show works. It's three parts. We talk about pop culture, then bad news, boo. But don't worry, we end with good news every single episode. Yay. So while we're in the pop culture section, I don't know if this is pop culture, but it made me laugh so hard. Did you hear about uh, Robert Mueller and Donald Trump Jr. being at the same airport gate? This was amazing. Oh, my what God. What happened? Oh, my God. So you someone guys. got a photo of it. <laughs> so they're sitting at this gate and Mueller is seated. Can I just say this is a metaphor for them as people? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Like Mueller is sitting and reading the newspaper and behind him, Don Trump Jr., is in a let me just just describe what they're wearing so robert Mueller is in like his robert Mueller suit which is the um the dress shirt with a blazer over it mm. but no tie unbuttoned sort of Com- casual robert Mueller. yeah john trump jr is standing in the back and he's on his cell phone and he's got his dumb little rolling suitcase <laughs> he's wearing a teal polo shirt and a camo hat camo hat Ugh. and is on the phone and I imagine the conversation is, yeah, he's right fucking here. How did this happen? What are the fucking odds of this? I think he's getting ready to go hunting because he's got the camo <laughs> hat and now hunting's legal again. Just, just like, how does Do that happen? Do we think that he actually hunts though? Or does he, he does no. it? Well, Eric does. There's photos. I of don't him. believe either of them either like actually hunt. I think what happens is they hire scouts to shoot for them. And then they take pictures. Yes. What the? Probably. I'm anti-hunting and stuff unless you're actually going to eat it. But like, Mm -hmm. that's more of a dick move to hire someone else to kill an animal and then pose with its tail. Well, someone pointed out that the photo of Donald Trump Jr. posing with the elephant tail, there's no blood on the knife. So they just gave him a prop knife. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's like 10 times worse. It's totally, yeah, yeah, it's douchier. I mean, no respect. I just, yeah, yeah. I just don't believe that they could, like, the minimal level of skill involved, even in like douchey rich guy, rich guy hunting, I don't yeah. think they could develop even that. I mean, maybe <laughs> if they had like a crew do literally everything, like track the animal, find the animal, get the animal in the quarters, and then mm. they like they chop load off the, gun, the impressive parts, they, like, so that and they, can... they hand them the gun and they're like <laughs> shoot the thing. Like maybe, maybe it's so dumb. I'm just like, what are the statistical odds of this happening? And also, were they aware of each other being there? I have to imagine they were because it doesn't look like there's a ton of people at this gate. I don't know. The way the picture was taken, I'd, I feel like it was just one of those fluke things where maybe someone's like, oh, oh, it's a Mueller picture. And then Don Jr. happened to walk by. No, they're, they're both standing there. Someone took the photo deliberately because they were both in it. And they were like, <gasps> holy fucking shit. That's whack. My, I think my favorite part of the, uh, the photo is there's a random dude in it as well, like kind <laughs> of between them. And I'm like, what's that guy thinking? Was he, what is he thinking? He has this like far off look in his eyes. I wonder what it's like to be <laughs> Mueller on a day-to-day basis, like doing public things. Yeah. Do you think people he, go up to him? Well, no, he's, he isn't one of those guys that... Um, I think somebody from Politico saw them. Somebody very like in the know was like, that's Robert Mueller. But I think Robert Mueller can walk around and like people don't know what he looks like as much. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, in comparison you, to Don Jr., he, he looks a little bit like John Kerry, maybe. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe someone would see him and be like, I think that's a politician or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't process the faces of men in business suits. Right. <laughs> Just like white dude in a business suit. Okay. Who cares? Right. I think Mueller should wear a Hawaiian suit everywhere he goes and they'd be like, nah, not him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Mueller would not wear a Hawaiian suit. Yeah. Uh, his disguise, yeah. So that was just very funny and weird. <laughs> I also wanted to talk about, I don't know if you guys saw this NBC, or it's uh, today.com, sorry, article about uh, a new thing we're blaming millennials for. Um, so oh. remember how the reason we couldn't buy a house, we can't buy houses, is avocado All toast. All the avocados. <laughs> we love our avocados, just eating it by the, the sack falls. <laughs> um, but there's this other article written by Chrissy Callahan uh, about a study that was done that uh, reveals bachelor and bachelorette parties are the reason why millennials can't afford houses. Wait, wait, wait. What? Okay. <laughs> so you read the article, and what she reveals like halfway through is this is based on people who go to like nine destination bachelor destination ones not a destination wedding a destination <laughs> Catherine's just looking around people, I mean, my <laughs> 40s people did that when i was a kid people are just they have money they do it yeah it's not a new thing well but who do you know who goes on nine destination bachelorette people parties? in my 20s who had money and i wouldn't go right no. exactly mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah but people with money people it's who already people have who money can't afford yeah. a house because they did that. Yes, yeah, they definitely can afford the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like yeah. I'm the first one to say that weddings have gotten a bit overblown. <laughs> yes, like there's a lot of surrounding events in a wedding now, and it's mm -hmm. a little bit. It's a lot. It's mm -hmm. a lot. Sure, um, I agree. I agree. No, no, this is not about you, Hillary. I love you so much. This is This is about uh, my cousin and other people. Yeah, sure. Um, not about you, Hillary. I love you. <laughs> um, but the idea that you party with your friends, so therefore you can't afford a house, like, what? Yeah, that's ridiculous. You have fun, also, therefore you're bad and poor. There's like, this part in the article. In other words, you could spend up to 35% of a down payment on a medium-priced home. Oh, you can? In certain areas of the country, celebrating a friend's nuptials. But Chrissy, 35% of a down payment on a house is not 100% of the down payment. Yeah. It's just 35%. Also, down payment. Down like, payment, yes. Not, not the entire house. Just yeah. the, like, the, the numbers don't add up. Also, it's very common. I mean, not I don't know anything about this, but mm -hmm. parents to pay for things like that, you sure. know? Sure, sure, sure. And also, no, again, like I, grew, I think they've always been a little ridiculous for the people who can't afford it. Like, I have definitely not gone to certain things because I couldn't afford it, but definitely gone to other things. But there's certain things I don't like to go to, like the baptism thing, and you got to buy the baby a new thing, mm. and even just all the showers and stuff, I think you're overblown. But I always thought they were overblown. But the people mm. who can afford it, right. they can mm. also afford a house. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, they're not really sweating it. You know, yeah. it's just like a fun party for them. Shit, I didn't go to one of my cousin's bats mitzvahs just because it was three hours long. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> too long. That's Here, here's too a much. gift, but that's time, time out of my day. I don't like to be anywhere for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ben and Josh. Anyway. <laughs> Um, no, they won't. I know. I know for a fact. I know who they fucking are, and they won't listen. Actually, you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Also, I just here's why millennials can't afford houses, guys. And I don't want to like spoil the hot take industry or anything like that. It's not avocado toast. It's not your fancy bachelorette parties. It's because the economy fucking sucks. Because mm -hmm. baby boomers destroyed the world. Absolutely. That's yeah. why. Uh, that's why millennials have to live with their parents longer than ever, why they have to stay on their insurance, why they can't find jobs. They're not lazy. They're not selfish. Mm -hmm. um, selfies are not the end of civilization. <laughs> um, it is because the economy sucks, and that's why. I, uh, yeah. I Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just agreeing. <laughs> I, I, I do work for a podcast called The Elevate Podcast. It's women in business, and they have this conversation all the time. Mm. Why are millennials switching jobs every year? Because when we were raised, it was like, stay in the job for seven years. But now mm. it's like, 
the reason they're doing it is a lot of gig culture places don't yeah. pay enough. It's the gig economy. Ask them yeah. to overwork. Yep. And then another company opens and it's like, I have more opportunity. And yep. the thing is, sorry, Gotta bounce. they're treating them as if they're just extra hired help who should be lucky to be there. Yep. But in the long term, sometimes another company is going to treat you better and offer you more money. Yep. Start paying your employees what they're worth. Yeah. I mean, if they're Even, paying them at all, yeah. because a lot of them are unpaid internships. That's mm-hmm. why you have a lot of very privileged white people in those positions because who the fuck can afford to not make money at their job yep yeah mommy and daddy are paying rent same goes with ucb or any other classes that you take it's Mm -hmm. like the ones who can afford it are the ones who are going to get the leg up i'm not saying that the poor person's not as funny but they can't work 10 jobs to take the ucb yeah that was the whole reason ucb came up with the diversity which is very good Mm -hmm. yeah because that was so painfully obvious it's like who Mm -hmm. can afford to drop 500 dollars on an improv class and then spend hours there because they ask you which is good but right 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 um, yeah, so they addressed it with the scholarship and like they acknowledge it doesn't go far enough, but it was like the first step towards addressing that. But real talk, in that article, does anyone say, uh, I got married and now we have nowhere to live? Like nobody, <laughs> right? Uh, no, conspicuously, uh, Chrissy does not quote anyone who is now homeless because they had a fancy <laughs> bachelorette party. <laughs> also, maybe they want to rent and not buy because the economy is so messed up. Yeah. You know, there's so yeah. many reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so guys, while we're still in the pop culture section, I know I got some wrecks from you guys yesterday, but is there anything else that you've seen or heard or read, uh, that you would recommend to Team everyone? Jennifer, not Teen Maniston. I mean, not Team Jolie. I'm joking. That's oh. old pop. <laughs> I was like, wow. No. That's like 20 year old pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was it? Um, I got a couple of podcasts. Yep. If you guys um, need any witchy don't. recommendations, yes. oh yeah, um, there is New World Witchery, mm. which is really interesting. Um, the shit, does he have a master's or a PhD? I don't remember. Um, but the guy on it has studied like folklore and stuff at the graduate level, um, and it's very it's like American focused. Um, they talk a lot about like conjure and um hoodoo which is different than voodoo um i they did they did an episode where they invited on a black woman who has done graduate work about um voodoo and hoodoo and like Mm. african-american spirituality um that's cool but yeah it's a really cool one and then um betwixt and between um, podcast? is a podcast mm-hmm. um they are two they live in the south i think um two women they both have kids which is interesting because mm-hmm. they talk about like um raising their kids in like their pagan tradition mm-hmm. um but yeah those are two of my favorite podcasts podcasts are <laughs> so cool <laughs> There's some people in the Futurists who are getting me into witchcraft because they're mm-hmm. they're very spiritual and and um, I'm kind of easing into it and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. gorgeous. So I'm yeah. looking into things that'll open that up. Yeah, yeah. anything um, that empowers women and scares men, I'm like here for. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, very cool. I was trying to think if I have any new podcast recommendations. I've been listening to a lot of news shows. I have two. Yeah. Oh, have you, Desi? Have you? <laughs> Desi, have you been listening? Oh, the okay. Cat's Guide to Eating Dinner. Um. <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know the name of it offhand, but I'm getting, I'm also leaning into the uh, empath part of me because apparently mm. I'm opening up to that. There was actually a book written and I'm in it and it's called um, The Power of Kindness About Empaths and there's a chapter about me because I never, I know I'm an empath, but I assumed everyone sort of has that. You knew you were in the book, correct? Well, I got interviewed for it. Oh, okay. okay. You kind of said that like you were surprised. <laughs> but reading a chapter about... Somebody interviewed me, but reading someone actually talk about your empathic ways and how I scared him when I knew all these things. Yeah. And, and I knew I was like intuitive and my mother's intuitive. Yes. Yeah. But I assumed everyone had it. And now I'm more like, oh, I want to start harnessing this and mm-hmm. using it for good because it can exhaust you. So yeah. that happened to me in college. We, so there's this class called uh, TESOL teaching English as a second, second language mm-hmm. that you have to take if you're um, a like grammar or literature major. Mm-hmm. And we, but we did this thing where we took personality tests that were issued by someone who profiles for the CIA. <laughs> and That's fascinating. apparently I'm a very rare personality type it's probably an empath, mm-hmm. but they were like, you're the personality type where the myth of um, 
being psychic came from. That's the thing is I'm not psychic. I'm not no, clairvoyant. No, 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 I'm just no. observant. You're observant. You're really empathetic and you're intuitive. And, and I, if you put those three things together, you yeah. can like predict stuff. Like I can't play the lotto and be like, I know the numbers, but no. there was a podcast and I don't have the name on me. I'm so sorry. But if you look up empath um, guide for end of the night and it's this beautiful guide of just all the energy you took in or was given to you or that you can't let go of to clear out your vessel mm-hmm. and to be open yeah. to who are you? And it's like, ooh, actually, well, how is Catherine Heller doing today? Yeah. And yeah. it's been really intense. That's interesting, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, mostly what it looks like, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, Catherine, is like we'll be at a party and we'll be talking to someone. And if I leave the party with a friend, I'll be like, wow, so-and-so was really upset. Yeah. And the other person will be like, really? Like they don't clock it, but like you can almost feel when someone's upset. If you want to have some fun, I just went through a breakup, uh, read the articles that come up about why empaths are hard to date. Mm. And I will say, I don't take much blame for the things I think, you know, relationships and because a lot of a reason. But one thing I'm learning is when, say, someone would come home and I go, oh my God, what happened? Are you okay? They may not even know they had a bad day yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's insulting to hear. So whenever I'm sensing something, I don't open with, oh my God, what happened? I open with, how was your day? But on the inside, I know... You and can I, it's, like it's feel it. Yeah. 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 I'm it, to like, like, and chances are if they're already pissed, that almost like pisses them off more. Because exactly. they're like, fuck, let me just sit down for five goddamn minutes where I have to talk <laughs> it, about. It can cause yeah. tension because yeah. they're like, why are you in my brain? So right. that's one thing. But yes. the second thing. And then also like being an empath, you're also feeling like they're distressed. So you want to fix it yes. because you're yes. feeling bad. Because yeah. I'm feeling distressed. Yeah. This actually explains a lot. And then you can't like move past it because you're like, I, all I can feel is this like weirdness. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't pretend like it's not happening. Yes. So yeah. that's why the cleansing out. But also, you know what I didn't know about? They're like, empaths, they love to take baths. And I'm like, I take a bath two hours every day. How did I not know this? <laughs> But um, anyway, things like that are interesting. So. I, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an anxious am- empath, so I can't enjoy a bath. If I'm like mm. in a big bath in a hotel is one thing, but if <gasps> I'm here at home and I'm like trying to take a bath, I'm like, I could be doing other things. What am I doing? I always wanted to take a bath when I was like cat sitting for you in your old apartment because <gasps> that bathtub was so deep. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. But I barely <laughs> used it, to be honest with well, you. Bring a book or a podcast. I'll listen to a podcast while in the tub. Yeah, where, where I'll watch TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or meditate. So you're like doing two calming I can't. things. Yeah, <laughs> see, I get but bored. if I meditate and bathe, I'm I'm gonna drown. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, a hundred percent. Because I'm faith also, is trying to kill uh, me. Anxious as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any other recommendations? I mean, get into the empath and uh, just mm-hmm. self care stuff. Oh, um, Inside Timer is a great meditation app. I'm having a good experience with it. So inside timer, inside timer, insight, insight timer. Insight yeah. timer. And there's categories of like how to deal with heartbreak, how to deal with stress, flying, um, needing to go back to sleep, helping to go to sleep, helping to wake up, feeling Very sad, cool. feeling like you want to connect. Or, yeah. 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 You can cool. also get like free guided meditations on YouTube. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, my only struggle with that is I have to like go through and like, figure out if it's a female voice before I do it because I will not I will not have a man under like that. Insight timer gives you the option music, no music, male, female, or religious or spiritual. Nice. And then you just click it off. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I like the dot that like expands and shrinks. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. To like guide your breathing. I have a friend who is also very anxious who that makes her more anxious. The dot. So you have to find what's right for you and don't feel bad if it doesn't work for you. And and listen, smoking's terrible, but I smoked for 20 years. Mm. A lot of the shame around smoking, which I hate is smoking is a great way to guide your breathing. Mm, And that's why people do it to calm down. So don't, Maybe yeah. you should quit if you can, but don't doubt that there's anything wrong with you. You're actually doing the breathing exercises that make... You're self-medicating. Yeah. 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 But the breathing calms you down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chloe's trying to quit smoking right now. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. For me, uh, it, was just, it took some time and made it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been like reducing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go back occasionally... But yeah. definitely less than before. So. That's good. Yeah. I hate people who shame smokers. It's like you know what? Because Xanax is is not over the counter. Mm-hmm. It is something that mm-hmm. does calm you down if you're anxious. That's yeah, why I started. Yeah, it is classist in a lot of so, ways. So like everyone yeah. chill the fuck out. If people were smoking, just calm down. Right. <laughs> They're not happy about it either. They're not happy about are. it either. <laughs> you're drinking in front of us. Which who's to say <laughs> that that's not your thing? Yeah. Uh, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Oh boy. Here is your bad news. 
All right, let's start with, I honestly was kind of torn about this because I'm glad that another predator has been outed, but uh, obviously widespread sexual misconduct is a bad thing. Um, so I don't know if you saw the profile in the New Yorker by Ronan Farrow, of course, about uh, Les Moonves. <gasps> Heard. Yeah, yeah. Head of CBS. Okay. Uh, Les I was going to ask is, you this is. Um, a very celebrated uh, CEO and chairman because he oversaw some of the most successful shows of all time, like well, how Friends. Could it, how could it be a pedophile then? <laughs> a pedophile, wow. Oh, well, pedophile? No. no. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. I was, I was like, what do you know about Les Moonves? Thinking of someone else. <laughs> no, no. He, uh, he is the one who has been accused by um, many uh, women of inappropriate touching, forced kissing, stuff <laughs> like that over the course of more than 20 years. Um, and he actually surprisingly, uh, when confronted about this, kind of admitted to it. He was like, uh, look, I am I proud of certain behavior over the years? And uh, no, is it possible that I made people uncomfortable? Yes. Um, but because the New Yorker had put out a profile by then and, mm-hmm. and written by Ronan Farrow, no less, who is now really, really respected because of the Harvey Weinstein story that... He and um, some other journalists broke. And, and his sister with the Woody Allen, yeah. Yes, like he's always been a really respected advocate of uh, women who have been abused by powerful men. Like he always believed his sister, He, um, which is why he now like really goes after these guys. Yeah. Like it's personal no, for Ronan. Is for sure. Yeah. Um, but this is huge. This is up there with Harvey Weinstein. I mean, Les Moonves is like synonymous with television. So it wasn't just two women who are incredible, right? I'm joking. Of course it was hundreds. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What's so sad is like, yeah, like a guy could have potentially done this to two women and it would be him <laughs> as a predator. And But no one would, be, yeah, the media would not believe them. Oh no, is this career over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, will he be okay? Um So six women who have had professional dealings with him told Ronan Farrow that between the 1980s and the late aughts, Moonves sexually harassed them. Ford described forcible touching or kissing during business meetings in what they said appeared to be a practice routine. We hear that a lot. Like Mm -hmm. Harvey Weinstein had his whole little dumb routine of the bathrobe and all that stuff. Uh, Two told me that Moonves physically intimidated them or threatened to derail their careers. All said that he became cold or hostile after they rejected his advances and that they believed their careers suffered as a result. Uh, What happened to me was a sexual assault and then I was fired for not participating, the actress and writer Ileana Douglas told Ronan Farrow. All the women said they still feared that speaking out would lead to retaliation from Moonves, who is known in the industry for his ability to make or break careers. He has gotten away with it for decades, the writer Janet Jones, who alleges that she had to shove Moonves off off her after he forcibly kissed her at a work meeting, told me. And it's just not okay. Uh, yeah, and, like, we, we've seen so much of this because, like, so he's the head of CBS, but 60 Minutes, which is on CBS, went through its own, like, sexual harassment scandal and Mm -hmm. we're seeing more and more like whether it's harvey weinstein charlie rose uh les moonves what is the pattern here well this one is like a mad libs everything you said i was like it could have been anyone oh yeah exactly it's the same pattern over and over and over again it is these incredibly powerful usually white but not always bill cosby being the only exception i can think of not the only r kelly yeah r kelly yeah. yeah it's powerful men who have unchecked power they're usually white and that's part of their power structure mm-hmm. thing. And there have been women, I can't name off the top of my head, but people who were in power. Oh, oh uh, the, the think, yeah. think panties, uh, yeah. the ones that absorb period blood. That is Thinks. a different one, but there, there's others. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. she was accused of female employees of groping like their breasts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and sort yeah, of yeah. being very inappropriate, like having conference calls on the toilet and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. And like walking around naked. That mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. big thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but so it, it can happen with women, but mm-hmm. just statistically, the heads of uh, corporations and companies tend to be white men. Mm-hmm. And when you have enormous unchecked power like that mm-hmm. what happens well you prey on people you so know I met f- oh. you think you just get what you want like right. exactly yeah 
I was hanging out with, uh, and this is not to be like men too, but I think this actually is very important because a lot of men are like, this Me Too movement's going too far. What if I get accused of? Mm. So I had drinks with this friend recently, great guy, I adore him to pieces, and he said, you know, I know you're really into this, but I do worry sometimes that like, what if you ruin someone's career, this and that, and I said, like, what if I can't tell the woman she looks nice? And I won't use his real name, but I said, name, I've known you for years, you have complimented my dress, I'm friends with you. I don't feel uncomfortable around you. Right. There are people who do this and there is a very direct difference. And if someone said I'm uncomfortable around you, you'd apologize. Yeah. And then he said, you know, that's really interesting. He goes, I've never told anyone this, but actually I was molested when I was a kid too. And I was like, is there a party that maybe is mad that the women are able to speak back and men haven't? He's like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a large problem there where it's like, this is pervasive in many aspects of the media. I think, yes, it's overwhelming, overwhelmingly men against women, but uh, I, don't, I don't bring this up to like you know highlight the men, but this entire pervasive idea, if we don't also address men, it's like they do get pissed off like, oh, yeah, well, it happened to me too, so screw you. Yeah. And I'm, this is not a thesis, and I could be totally wrong, but you'd be surprised mm -hmm. how many men, when I talk to them, they're like, oh, well, it did happen to me too. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, I I can't think of a single woman who doesn't include men in the victims conversation. But I know a lot. I've seen a lot of men. The media not narrative women. tends yes. to yeah. focus on women, and when it is young boys, then everyone goes crazy. They're like Penn oh, State. Oh my no. god, Penn yeah. State was mm -hmm. just like, I, and I mean appropriately so because you were talking about child rape. Yeah. But those were little boys who were. Victims. And again, I'm not trying to be like the what about the men. I think that overall the idea of as, as people in power mm -hmm. like we have to keep talking about this and also yeah. like men aren't given necessarily the resources to feel and heal and talk about it the way that women yes. are well that was the big thing during the the military rape scandals because statistically because the military is overwhelmingly male um, men actually outnumber women in terms of being uh, sexual assault survivors in the military but they dare not say anything no it's mm. a, that's only we're just scraping the surface with that and you know, a lot of men have come forward, but it's still just scraping the, surfa the mm -hmm. surface. Yeah, because it's also like such a hyper-masculine institution. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I was torn because I was like, Ronan Farrow, his profiles um, are so important and it's good that another sexual um, predator has been outed like this and a mm -hmm. really enormously powerful one. But also... Speaking of scraping the surface, like we're just getting started. That's another thing. Guys who were like sort of pulling out their hair about the Me Too movement. I was like, you know, it's just starting, right? And you know, it's just <laughs> white people that yeah. we're getting listened to. And you know that when we get... Yeah. Even we're really going to get into it. A lot of your heroes are going to go down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People who work at hotels, people who are subordinates and cleaning people, and yeah. people who aren't white cannot even bring it up, especially because of the immigration situation. There are, it's yep. so pervasive. I'm glad people are talking about it. But right now, it's just white ladies that are getting yes. most of the attention. So this next story is wild. And for the longest time, I, I didn't see any articles written about it. I just saw like people sharing anecdotes on Twitter about it happening to them. But um, so Splinter News has a write up of uh, these various testimonials. The State Department is retroactively revoking transgender women's passports, um, which is terrifying. And again, like anytime. There's like cis white ladies who were like, the handmaid's tale's gonna happen soon. It's like, no, like terrifying dystopian shit is already happening. Question, what about trans men's passports? Uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. think so. I think yeah. that I think it's just any trans person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um even if like their gender markers have been changed on all their documentation yeah. for years. So yeah. how do they know they're going through their their records? Is so this is what we know. So two cases were recently reported by Them's. Uh Them is a website's uh Mary Emily O'Hara. Mm -hmm. In late June, Danny Eschini, executive director of the Seattle-based advocacy group Gender Justice League, tweeted that she had been denied a U.S. passport renewal and had been asked to prove, quote-unquote, her U.S. citizenship, along with providing proof of gender transition. This was despite the fact that for 20 years she had a passport that said she's female. Eskini transitioned in 1998 at the age of 16. 
uh, make, this is a quote, make no mistake, this was an intentional act by the State Department to withhold recognizing my gender, Eskini, who has, who said she was fleeing to Sweden due to threats of violence, told O'Hara. The fact that they're pulling in the citizenship question, yeah, it's, uh-huh. it reminds me of how, like, the Nazis went after Jewish people, but yeah. also like swept up gay people yes. and Romani people and disabled people. Yeah. Absolutely. Like any undesirable, yeah. they just like cast a wide net. And also the semantics of proving what the fuck does prove mean? Well, yeah. also in some cases where they've already done that, like and also, they, but whether or not you've had surgeries, it doesn't, it ma- doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Of course, of yeah. Course. Right. But like even like the stuff that they demand as proof, quote unquote, they'll supply that, go through all of that, get the passport. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, by the way, we need that again. And it's like, why? What yeah. the fuck? Like she'd had a passport for 20 years. Like, yeah, you can't. Um, So the second case the report highlights is that of Janice Rose, a technology researcher based in New York. Rose said she'd had a passport marked with female gender since November, but when she sought a legal name change, the U.S. uh, passport office responded by retroactively invalidating the change of gender marker it authorized in 2017. On July 25th, Rose tweeted, wow, the U.S. passport office just called me and told me that due to an error, quote unquote, the government has retroactively invalidated the change of gender marker it authorized on my passport last year. Uh, They won't renew my passport with correct name and gender until I submit a new doctor's note. So like you have to go back to your doctor. Also, what is the crime here? You're basically accusing someone of being a gender terrorist. Like... They haven't committed a crime. There's no, like, fear by any security office that they might commit a crime. So I've never needed a doctor's note to get in. But you know what I mean? Like, there are people who are, like, sort of um, gender ambiguous who go through security all the time. And it's not up to the security guard to determine a gender. So why does it fucking matter? Yeah. Yeah. You have an airplane ticket. Why do we have gender (laughs) on the passport? Yeah. If the face fits and the height. Yeah. 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 It's just weird. It's, it's so weird. It's so arbitrary. Like gender is enforced so hard from like minute one of everyone's lives and it doesn't matter for nearly anything at all. Are you saying you don't enjoy the great American tradition of a gender reveal party? <laughs> Are you saying you don't like that? When they shoot a gun into the air and it's like pink, like a pink cloud? None of your damn business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just yellow and everyone's confused. Uh, yeah, at my... Uh, little baby nephew's uh, gender reveal party. Um, there was a really fun little icing on the cake where it was at um, my at Eric's mom's um, hair salon. Uh-huh. And there was like some, you know, magazines sitting there. And one of them had Caitlyn Jenner on the cover. And so I got to overhear people saying transphobic shit about her cool. at the gender reveal party. Oh, boy. Oh, my. At the party. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's appropriate. That is extremely American. I. It was upsetting uh do you you know parker malloy yeah have you ever seen her uh compilation of an insane gender reveal parties no oh my god you have to go find it no i follow her but i I didn't see it's bananas like give me an example well well the alligator one was the best oh yeah you remember that alligator (laughs) they uh how did it go something like they had an alligator like chomp open yeah, a watermelon something with it like they had an alligator bite into an something. alligator was involved in oh, the but reveal it bit the dad right or something like that yeah he like had to wrestle it or something <laughs> it was yeah the dad had to wrestle the alligator to find out the gender of his kid i don't think they should be having children uh, yeah. yeah i don't know if they can be trusted to um Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That's... Oh, yeah, she has all of the gender reveal cakes. Ew, some of the cakes are like the baby... Well, the baby's head coming out? I, I've yeah. seen those. I think my favorite one was pistols or pearls. No. Oh, yeah. It's like, I want to live on a different planet. Well, that is just... Uh, and then Parker got a ton of shit for it. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, from the cis heterosexuals. Uh, so, guys... What do I want to talk about um, next? Do we want to talk about oh, the... Yes. Um, so you discussed last week, I believe, the um, court case about the clinic protesters at an abortion clinic here in New York, uh, which is where I do escorting sometimes, uh-huh. um, clinic escorting. Which, um, which location? Or you don't want to say what location? It's, out in, it's called Choices. It's out in um, Jamaica. Okay. Queens, mm-hmm. um, 
let's see. Sorry, I just realized if the protesters ever find this, they'll know my identity. It's uh, fine. It's fine. Um, do you want to delete? We, we no, it's fine. Out. It's fine. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, I got some more details because I went last week um, and got more details in like our debriefing period after the shift um, about what happened with the um, court case. So they were seeking an injunction. Um and it got dismissed. That doesn't mean they lost the case. Right. Injunction for what? Um, against the protesters. Like the clinic was trying to get an injunction against the protesters for yeah. harassing. There oh, was for a harassing. Clinic. Okay. Yeah, there was a judge who claimed it wasn't a harassment. Um, so, um, like I said, the case was dismissed. It wasn't um, dis- like they didn't look at the evidence and say, like no, this behavior is 100% okay. Um, they didn't find the evidence. Um, there wasn't, like, enough of it, or, like, most of the evidence was inadmissible for certain reasons. Mm. Um, so this doesn't set a press... Like, if if it were to ever come up again or, like, a different case related to this, it doesn't set, like, a bad precedent. Right. Um, but here's here's how frustrating it is trying to get evidence for this. So um, after every single shift, um, this is pretty standard with clinic escorts. They write down like everything that happened during the shift. Um, and we were like very carefully tracking it. Like this time we have this person doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't write down which one of us escorts like saw it. Okay. Oh. So therefore it all counted as hearsay. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then even when it was like the person, cause only like the people who, head up the program were actually on the stand because they didn't want like all of our names and probably like addresses and jobs and stuff dragged into it um, Mm because that becomes public record Mm -hmm. Um, so they wanted to protect all of us which is why our names were not attached to any of it Um, so even when it was the person on the stand like they're asking about like specific instances that happened like this is such a repetitive um, thing like clinic escorting is very repetitive it's pretty much the exact same shit with the exact same people Week in, yeah, week you out. You have the usual suspects, yeah. And they've been doing this for years, and they're asking them to remember details of, like, specific instances and to, like, point people out on, like, really grainy videos and stuff. So, like, um, that was why the evidence was not considered, like, good enough to prove harassment. Right. Are you allowed Which, to film them or no? Um, the Yeah, we can film. Oh, okay. We can film protesters. Which is, like, extra frustrating and so deeply misogynist because I can think of numerous examples where witnesses are allowed to remain anonymous when testifying about stuff like this. But in this one specific case, you cannot be anonymous. Yeah. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what uh, the specific reasoning for that was. Um, But yeah, so the, it's really hard to like have evidence that they need to be put in check more. Mm -hmm. Um, well, to go back to what you were saying, the videotaping, like, mm-hmm. that can't be introduced? Like, this, here's there this was, person? There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of videotapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they allowed to video you? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can go either way. And that's just, like, a judge kind of looking at what is a fairly chaotic scene mm-hmm. and, you know, people just walking back and forth down a sidewalk. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like. They're like, well, I don't know what's unless, going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also somebody who works for the DA's office is a pro is with the protesters. What? Yeah. She's, um, I think she's like the pastor's daughter or something. She she's, works for, she, the, DA's for the DA's office, but she's not on duty. Right. So she can go or yeah, I guess yeah. she's like, yeah, I guess they can't really like yeah. release her political decisions, but uh, that's, so that's awesome. weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And is she well, allowed to testify? Or I, I don't know. I don't know how that conflict of interest. I also don't know like which DA's office. Right, um, right. Or but, like what, th- yeah, if they're going to call them to like the specific protesters to like testifying. But yeah, them. I don't, I don't yeah. think that be became like a, a mm. interesting. Think, yeah. So I, that's, can I add a thing on yeah, that? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not exactly the same, but dovetailing, first of all, thank you for doing that because that is a really hard job emotionally and otherwise, and it's so important and I've done it before and it takes a lot and um, it's really important. Um, Mm -hmm. The second thing I want to say is I don't know if you, like the rest of us, I'm on birth control for my uh, polycystic ovary thing, Mm -hmm. plus every year you get your your junk checked out because that's what women do and whatever this and that. 
Um, and I had a situation last year where my uh, gyno wouldn't give it to me because my blood pressure was a little too high. And they go, we want a doctor's note saying you can still be on the pill. And it became this whole thing because legally they were getting tied up and it was very infuriating. And recently I started seeing um, these adorable ads for men for erectile dysfunction and they were too yeah. scared to go to the doctor and they're like asking for a friend. They go, want to make a call to a doctor on the phone who will send you ED pills? <laughs> Meanwhile, I have to go through bells, whistles, and spend money on a thing that is safer yeah. than ED pills because uh -huh. that actually could give you a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And the things the men have access to without having to even leave the house mm -hmm. is fucking infuriating. Mm -hmm. And the things, you know, you could be going and get, uh, get a pap smear Planned Parenthood and you're getting yelled at. It's yeah. like, for whatever reason, we're just getting attacked for taking basic self-care, whereas men apparently can go online and talk to a quack. I think there are ways that you can, like, you can get some birth control like online. Um, it really depends like where you live though. Well, I saw that as well. There's, there's something on there Amazon are resources. Prime it's where it's not probably birth control. not as you can get a plan B I think yeah. on Amazon, which is kind of amazing. That, like, no, I plan on buying it. So yeah. Many yeah. But um, even just the, Monthly pill that literally is low dose, does nothing, but keeps yeah. me from getting cystic myopathy. No, that's bananas. Yeah. yeah. Totally bananas. Guys, speaking of bananas, <gasps> that's not a good transition. <laughs> I don't know. Bananas are good. Yay. And here's your good news. <laughs> So, good news. Uh, there is a Pizza. official. Oh, I wish. Do you think <laughs> I would not make it to the good news section of the show if the P tape came out? I would like start screaming in the pop culture section at the beginning of the episode. P tape. P tape's real, and we saw it. Um, I think I told you I wrote a show, a play for the Neo Features called mm -hmm. "Let's Make a P Tape." You did because we wanted to stigmatize it. It's like, hey, some people are into water sports. So every night sure, we sure, sure. made a pee tape and I peed on stage. Hell yeah. Oh, I did it. Hell yeah, And they did. filmed it. I'll show you That's later. Uh, <laughs> one of the top searches on a certain point site I happen to know about for reasons. <laughs> All the time. Like pee tape? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Lori Stegman, who is a... I'm going to tell you who it is. God damn it. <laughs> a Multnomah County Commissioner in Oregon has been a Republican for nearly four decades... But this week, she announced that she has officially become a Democrat because of the misogyny and racism over the Trump administration. Uh, so, it, listen, it took her a minute. Also, I have to point out she's a woman of color, so I was like, what is happening? But Oregon is a weird state. It is. Yes. It's a fucking weird state. There's a lot of uh, very conservative people in Oregon, a lot of, like, sort of um, libertarian types. And pot. And a lot of weed. And what happens when you combine libertarianism and a lot of weed? You get some weird Republicans. A lot of Ayn Rand. A lot of like, you're conservative? But anyway, <laughs> listen, who am I to judge? She's switching sides. And I think it's also very telling of, of how terrible this Trump administration is that there are Republicans like her. Oh, deserts. I think we have... Um, oh, yeah. oh, a vomit. Oh, you got it. Go. Oh, <laughs> furball. Oh, it's a furball. Oh, poor baby. I was like, sneeze, vomit, or furball? Desi, you can't do this in the good news section. <laughs> this is sad. But it's a good thing. It means that uh, he's, he's cleansing. He's mm -hmm. cleansing the bad news. Yeah, <laughs> It's always like a fucking production. This though. is so upsetting. I know. No. It's so bad. I can't stop watching. Um, so she is a small business owner, an insurance agent who was born in South Korea and adopted by American parents when she was an infant. According to her website, Stegman has worked in local and state politics for the past decade. Um, so she said, as a woman, a business owner, a mother, an immigrant, and minority, I cannot condone the misogyny, the racism, and the unethical and immoral behavior of the current administration. Solid. So listen, late to the mm -hmm. party, but uh, I'll take it. And there's yep. a bunch of them. Um, there are. I mean, Joe Scarborough, for one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I know, right? But um, it, it is important because... Um, Making a statement like that, I know you know it's easier said than done about like mm -hmm. what the, you know, is wrong in the first place. But this is not. I mean, listen, I disagree with a lot of Republicans and conservatives for a lot of reasons. But there was a time years ago, and I'm not saying America's 
always been great where it's like at least we could work together there at was always that it was like country bit. before party yeah i mean yeah well there was also like vietnam it was still the old uh, boys club you know <laughs> yeah 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 and there was like deep cultural divides but i always think of like well Catherine, you and i are a little older but like our parents generation like my parents would fluctuate back and forth between voting democrat or republican well, my mother was like full-on like bra burning nixon's an asshole oh, okay. she wouldn't let me sit next to pat nixon i was at the gallery mall <laughs> did i tell you this and uh, after nixon died and then i sat down and she goes Catherine, move and i'm like well, actually, that is pat nixon and i was like well that's a terrible thing to say but i think i was saying to yeah. you or someone like if now if my kid sat next to melania even though it's not all her fault but whatever it'd be like get out that get, fucking get the seat fuck up. <laughs> we're not sitting next to that complicit yeah but like now my parents would never vote for a Republican. Yeah. Never in a million years because the Republican Party has gotten so extreme that like they can't. It's like voting for like a terrorist organization. It literally is. Yeah. 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 My parents vote for whoever the uh, right to life of Michigan tells them to vote is for. Is that really their number one thing? Yep. Wow. Okay. They're only, it's like their only thing. Huh. Do you ever talk with them about it or? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there's sometimes you just like can't, you know. Um, yeah. So speaking of terrorists going down, um, Scott Walker, guys, remember Scott Walker? Yes. Mm -hmm. Governor in Wisconsin, uh, Republican, oversaw the dismantling of unions. Oh, yeah. Um, man, do you remember when that happened? Remember when everyone sang, can you hear the people sing from Les Mis? And it was all these union workers yeah. and firefighters. And oh, like the videos that came out of that were really yes. the, during the occupation of the state house, but, uh, or the Capitol. Mm. Um, but when it actually happened, when they had the vote and the one Democrat knew what was happening and he ran out and he like screamed to the press where he's like, do you know what just happened in there? Like, it was like, unreal. Oh, I, I miss that. I got to find the clip. I like haven't been able to find it, but there was a Democrat in the meeting who understood what was happening when they were voting on it and he flipped out because he understood how horrible it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, Governor Scott Walker is currently trailing Democratic challenger Tony Evers by 13 points. Is this that mustache guy? Uh, does Tony have Iron stash? Iron stash, <laughs> it might be. Let me see. Because um, his ads are adorable. Do, do, do. No. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, he, it's trailing, <laughs> which is wonderful. Like, this guy can't mm -hmm. go down fast enough. Mm -hmm. Can he we is, get that family of woodchucks from there? That was Wisconsin too. That ate Paul Ryan's car and like get them to eat Scott Walker. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The ones that led Betsy DeVos's boat free because that's that's here. <laughs> oh right my there. god! Just like gorilla woodchucks everywhere. Yeah. <gasps> what if it's woodchucks doing all of this like vandalism? Woodchucks 2020. <laughs> oh my god! I'd vote for them. Mm -hmm. So, of the registered voters surveyed in the NBC Marist poll, 41% backed Walker in the race compared to the 54% who supported Evers. So, listen, I've heard from people in Wisconsin that, like, Tony Evers is not a good candidate. But I'm also, like, I don't care. I want Scott. I mean, I do care, obviously, if he's not a good candidate. But I want Scott Walker to go down in fucking flames. Yep. Yep. I can't believe he's still around. He destroyed unions. Uh, and he's a monster. Mm-hmm. And also, by the way, it's been really bad for Wisconsin, everything he's done. Yeah, so of course. So get rid of him. By the way, this is related, unrelated, but as, working in the podcast world, I occasionally hear from, it's usually men, saying like, <laughs> oh, could your co-host not say like too much, and could you not say um too much? And I'm yes. Just, so I, I just urge them to uh, both uh, listen to Jeff Sessions for one minute <laughs> and listen to Lin-Manuel Miranda for two minutes because every other word out of his mouth is um. And yeah. no one seems to care. No, isn't it weird mm. how it's just when women talk it's that they get mad? almost like it's intentional. That's interesting. It's so weird. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. It's always the worst, too, when I have, like, a comic on as a, a guest. And even if they're, like, a lady comic, their fans are the fucking worst. It's a bunch of dudes who's like, I don't like the way they talk. It's like, well, then shut the fuck up and don't, don't listen, listen to Don't listen. It. What's your problem? Put on some Chopin. Joy, there's no words. Yeah. I, it's just so wild to me because it would never in a million years occur to me to take the time to sit down, open my laptop, find the email address mm -hmm. for a podcast. Mm -hmm. Open an email. Yeah. Write the email. Like, yeah. what is your damage? How do you have this much time to, like, tone police people? Yeah. It's I, so Don't weird. you have anything else they to do? They don't. That's the thing. They really have nothing. And they're pissed off. Anything to create anything. They hate women. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, I had a guy who was a, who was a big fan of Struggle Bus who took the, the time and energy to write me a thing to make it very clear. Love your show. But... Um, I made a joke, and it wasn't a bit, it was a joke, where I was talking about, there's an article about Mueller's team. And I said, 
blanket statement straight up front, the FBI is very problematic. If you're sitting at home thinking Mueller's a hero, you have a lot of research to do. Mm -hmm. So don't get all up in like this and that, Mueller's this and that. That said, everybody who works for him, because there was like a whole thing, are fine as hell. He's got the <laughs> sexiest damn team. He really does. There's, They're all hot. There's this IT guy. It doesn't even have like a lawyer headshot. It's him yeah. at the computer and he's turning around like, what's up? <laughs> so we were, you know, we joked about that for like two seconds and I was like, listen, Mueller team, easy to look at. So are they going to be our saviors? Don't expect that. Yeah. You got to do the work. This guy was like, do you know what the FBI's done? I was like, did you listen to the disclaimer or are we? And also, it's a fact. They fine. So he thought. Not to mention. Some people get turned on by people who have kind of done shitty things. Hey, yeah. Marco Rubio. I Don't kink it. shame. <laughs> I'd hit Marco Rubio. I wouldn't really? let him talk. Mm. Listen, come on. No. You, you never play the game? No. Republicans, if you had to. Oh, um. <clears throat> you had to. Uh, is James Comey still a Republican? Yeah. I'd hit it. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I have a thing for tall guys. What about you? It could be anyone. I don't know. Now I'm just picturing Mulder and Scully who I would 100% do both of them. Man, yeah. I want the, I want the IT guy on, on Mulder, Mulder's team because he does like, um, his thing is hacking and you know that he has a history probably. They paid him a lot of money and he's like, sure, I'll work for you guys. Like he knows everything. Oh, God help me. Young George W. Bush. He was hot. He, and he was hot in like a cocky frat boy way. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who else was I thinking of? Um, Young, um, recent, not Obama, not Clinton. God, who looked good? I think Mueller also looked good, actually. Ooh, Mueller, Mueller's yeah. so hot. Yeah. yeah. By the yeah. way, if you're listening, this is not saying that we support anything. The FBI <laughs> How many does. times do I have to call the FBI a terrorist organization on the show before you people fucking yeah. listen to me? Okay. But hot. Yeah. So this is. This is so judge-worthy. Um, yes. Young Rand Paul, if I could pretend he was James Marsters. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. I see it. Okay. I, I would just it. be like, shut up and be Spike for me. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Jeb now. Why uh, not? Yeah. Please clap. I see that. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a he's handsome guy, man. He looks like a cool dad. He does. As long as he didn't say please clap during sex. Oh, that's, you know he <laughs> that's will. my ringtone. You please know clap. he will. Have you heard my, my ringtone? No, Do we have time for actually, this? Here, oh, yeah. Can I call you? Uh, yeah, you can call me. <laughs> okay, let me say. Uh, guys, this is important. And it's we're very also important. In the and there's news music section. involved, so everyone relax. Yeah. And this goes off in the this store. I get very excited. very newsworthy right now. Uh, let's see. I'm working on it. I am working on it. Look at all those canines. Light treason. Your hard-hitting news. Oh, my God. Catherine, do I not have your phone number saved? Oh my God! Why? Where are you? Okay, there we go. Wait, <laughs> wait, Catherine, I found you. Here we go. Um, and I am. Um, wait, I'm Facetiming you. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Oh. All right. Call mobile. Mm-hmm. Here we Please go. clap. Please clap. Please clap. Please clap. Please clap. Don't worry, there's more. <laughs> Please clap. So here's my pledge to you. Please clap. I will be a commander in chief. I won't trash talk. Please clap. <laughs> oh, there was more before that. Anyway. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's wonderful. Where did you get that? <laughs> I make them. You made it? I made you a Bernie Sanders ringtone. My did name you? was invoked. Remember when he said that during the debates? You made it for me? Yes, I sent it to did you. Did you? Because you dared me to. My, my name was, I have that one too somewhere. Okay, I have to find it. I mean, it I have now. it, but I, I, I don't want to waste everyone's time unless you want to hear it right now. Uh, Amazing. I love it. Actually, I don't, I don't have another one. Do I'll we send have it to time you. for another one? Guys, here's the thing. If you want me to make a ringtone for you, <laughs> you send me the clip and like what kind of style you want, Yeah. I will make you a ringtone. You going to get some money? You know, it takes like... You got five, Venmo? Five dollars. Give, give Catherine five dollars Five dollars on, on Venmo and I'll make you a yes. ringtone. Because that's time and effort. Just tell me the, yeah. the line, send me the YouTube clip with the lines, because that, that's research. Mm-hmm. And what style? We can do ballads. You ready for Desi to <laughs> Garage Band Loops box? is magical. Uh, Desi, that's clearly going to collapse. I think she, uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Uh, yeah, he also coughed up the fur ball. Oh, we did. Good on uh, you, buddy. Anyway, so I'm with you with the uh, with the the Jeb too. Please clap so long as you didn't say during sex. What Although maybe during sex, I don't know. What other what other Republicans would we fuck? Yeah. <sighs> okay. What about Dems? Oh, Democrats. I mean, both Kennedy brothers. Oh, Obama. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, Carter. I feel like it's way easier. Carter. Way Carter. easier with Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, pretty much any, because I grew up in like the era of like Jennifer Granholm and Hillary Clinton. So like any woman with like short blonde hair <gasps> and a pantsuit, mm. <laughs> a little little bit of a mommy kink there. <laughs> Kamala Harris, I think, has got it going on. Oh, she's pretty. She's yeah. she's got it put together, but she's so smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it is just my parents, and they'd be like, "Oh, she's beautiful," but oh my, she yeah. knows everything. Um, yeah. I know. It's a dangerous road. We it is. Yeah. What about Scott Walker? Was he cute? <gasps> oh, Cory Booker. Oh yeah, Cory Booker's. I, hot. I met him at the Women's March. She's very charming. I'm yeah. such a jerk. I was like, I'm vegan too. He's like, let's take a selfie, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I feel like we could play this game forever. I mean, we could. How how, how long do you guys have later? About some wine. <laughs> yeah. Candles. <laughs> this will be the next party game. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're pretty much out of time. I want to take the five or so minutes we have left to say uh, we really need support to keep the show going. So if you haven't done so yet, please go to lighttreason.news. Hit that donate button for as little as $5 a month. You can keep us going, bringing you all the comedy and news your little hearts desire. I also wanted to thank Jacob, uh, who just upgraded his support at my Patreon to $10 a month. <gasps> Yay, Jacob. awesome. Jacob, I'll see you at the next online hangout. That'll be so fun. Also, you can send questions that you want answered on Light Trees and News patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. I put different work up there than you see elsewhere. Oh, I meant to ask you. I forgot. Yeah. Um, now that there is no longer a window. Yes. Okay, so this is... Is there going to be a replacement? This is very interesting. So, guys, I'm in a new apartment right now. I don't have a big window to people watch uh, from. Oh, the window, yeah. So, what I'm thinking of doing is taking the window on the road. Meaning, uh, going into the city whenever I have time and like Starbucks, yeah, and that's like an awesome idea. My voice, so maybe the, like the recording quality won't be as pristine, but I think it could be very fun. So there's I'm like this actually, Whole Foods that overlooks Union Square with oh, like, oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I think I'm gonna actually post about it on Patreon because I'm just curious in general as to what kind of content you guys are looking for. Mm-hmm. So whether that's like. Yeah, more podcasts like The Window or writing or uh, whatever. I think adventures around the city would be really interesting. Yeah, I think I people think so would get too. into that. Yeah, I think so too. I think that could be really fun. Or even the regulars in Starbucks because there's the lifers that come in every day. Right. You know, like the right. yeah. If I have a regular haunt, <laughs> I do. Yeah. So she's back with her recorder. Can I say one thing yeah. also? Uh, tweet at us if you have a Republican you would oh, have yeah. sex with. No judgments. No judgments. Mm-hmm. This is a safe space. Um, we just told you all ours, so <laughs> you kind of have to now. Oh, yeah. You are also not allowed to judge us, judgers. Yeah, this so, is just for fun. Hashtag light treason uh, pod. Join the conversation, <laughs> everybody. And please follow Faith and Catherine on Twitter at Bohemian Faith at SPK Heller. Listen to Tell the Bartender, uh-huh. Struggle Bus, uh-huh. Podcast. Go on to thepodcastshop.com if you want help. And I actually will be launching and I'll announce this. I'm going to be doing a free test run of my online class if people want to be subjects and give me feedback. Very cool. I will be announcing that on Twitter soon. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And this means that would be a great way to get, get a, some, good get advice some. if you don't have the budget for yes. it. <laughs> so yes. long as you don't mind sending in notes and, and giving me back right. stuff. But that right. will be in the next month. And hire Allison at the podcast. Right? Yes, hire us. We're, we're, we're really good. We know what we're doing. You know a lot more than what I'm doing in the social media thing. I'm more of an editor and producer. Yeah, but you're doing so much. Teamwork. Uh, teamwork. And please follow um, and donate to Faith's Patreon as well. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 